0: Hello dear listener, thank you for tuning in to this episode. My name is Darren and this is Movies and Rants. there and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Rants. I am your host for today, Darren Chiu. And with me, you know him, you love him. He's still recovering from COVID. Mr. Tan Sir, hello, how? Hello. how are you doing?
1: Doing well. Thank you very much. Still got a slight cough, but yep. other than that, all good? I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I said last time, my cough usually, it's, it's hard to kick. I still got the, I think they call it a post-nasal drip. But yeah, I mean that's besides the point, I guess. <laughs> We've already done a whole episode on that.
0: So yeah, so as you can tell from the title, today we'll be talking about the amazing, the wonderful, the supreme, the superb, La La Land. Yes, sir. Uh, so how you watched La La Land for the first time, like last Indeed week or two weeks ago? Yes, sir. Uh, so I have to admit it, it. It has been a while since I watched the movie. So I don't. Let's start with you. What do you think of the movie?
1: Right. So I guess I can go into greater length about my, my I guess it's not, it's not too much of an exaggeration to say my journey throughout the movie because it honestly did feel kind of like a journey. Like the movie takes you kind mm-hmm. of on a journey. Uh, and, yes. and that journey was definitely uh, sort of biased by my own personal preferences, like my experience throughout that journey but overall to uh, especially as it, as it, uh, after the movie ended i was i was just completely blown away by how um, how breathtaking and i i how... mean you, you say a biases. Yes, right? yes. so
0: what what like what are we talking about here like, right. uh, biases against movie musicals in general or
1: right so I, I i guess maybe bias is a strong term i would i would probably call it closer to just a personal preference and by the way that i start this off like my as i as i speak about my journey of uh throughout the movie it's gonna sound like eh, this is like kind of a meh movie as as i explain how i felt throughout the movie but as i mentioned just a few seconds before this i i was totally blown away by the end so my personal preference okay. is okay you know i mean i i wouldn't really call musicals a a hard plus or a minus, but maybe it's also because I haven't seen an an actual fully fledged musical in quite some time. I was honestly a little bit jarred by the opening sequence where people just kind oh, climb of start they just jump straight cars. in right they, yeah, they just, they just go straight jump in.
0: straight in into the
1: music in the first scene yeah 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 so I <clears throat> excuse me I was really not acclimated. <laughs> acclimated to to that kind of uh, opening uh, it's been a as I said it's been a long time since I watched a musical last probably like high school musical was my last or something like that so when they opened with that I was to be honest kind of taken out of the movie a little bit like okay I guess it's a fun sequence but I don't I don't really get what this this whole thing is about am I am I supposed to feel invested in the movie at, at this stage I guess not really it's just a way to kind of set the scene okay here's colorful los angeles or, or whatever and everyone here has a uh you know this is a dream, some degree a dream. Of everybody rage. has a dream yeah <laughs> okay okay and, and everyone has a dream yes those two things probably are uh, uh. common features of la residents um but yeah i mean and, and as, as we go through the movie, and I don't know how uh, in detail I, I, I'm, I'm meant to speak on this, at, at oh, this that, Yeah, let's
0: just let's just quickly go through. Let's, I don't think we have time to break the movie yeah, down yeah. scene by scene. Uh.
1: So I think... <coughs> oh, excuse me. So I think uh, after witnessing the whole spectacle of, of, uh, of, the, of the whole musical sequence, I again was, you know, interested in the characters as they as they were introduced like oh, okay uh, you can see how you know Ryan Gosling here I, I I've already forgotten his his act the his character's name Sebastian 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 and Mia Se- Emma Stone. Yes yes Sebastian so um I I do like the way that they introduce the characters like oh, okay it's it, it becomes very quickly obvious what what these two are on about Sebastian has a is a Uh, aspiring musician who's already very talented in his own right just just trying to find his big break so to speak and mia as well uh i guess they don't really show too much of her, her acting prowess because uh basically
0: well i mean you do see you do i think there is that one scene right the introduction scene where she's in an audition yeah and and i think the way they play it off is that you as the audience you're watching her her acting and you think oh wow like She's really putting it all into her acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then but to see that straight up rejection from the audition, uh, you know, the casting yeah. directors, right? It's just I I guess you, you do we do feel for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That sense,
1: that, that I, rejection. Yeah. I totally empathize with like with both of them. Like they're they're both obviously quite talented. Um, but it's just the circumstances and I guess to a certain extent, if if you want to make it in that business, not that I have any experience to speak of, but I assume it's it's very much a numbers game, and you really do need a lot of perseverance to just find that one golden opportunity, which which obviously does materialize for both of them. Uh, in in the course throughout the course yeah, of the spoiler movie. Alert, yeah. spo- spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for a six-year-old movie. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was definitely very um uh, interested in them at that point. Uh, in in terms of you know how. So, so
0: what was- so so, what was the turning point for you? Right. For because oh, uh, I I think was... you and I, although we both liked the movie, mm-hmm. uh, we we did both have uh different experiences experiencing it. But yeah, for you, what was it like? So, like you said, uh, so far, mm-hmm. yeah, you're interested in the characters. You obviously feel for them. But what was the turning point for you where this went from a an alright movie to like wow, this is a
1: a great yeah. movie. So the the turning point was was very obvious to me that it went from. I wouldn't say zero because I wasn't starting from zero. I was still, you know, I kind of liked the movie, but it went from like wherever I was before in the movie to a hundred to like, like whoa! Now I want to see what happens, and I guess I need to set some of the context before that because, um, you know, I mean I like a good romance as much as the next guy, you know, but uh, and you know they they did a pretty good job of sh- you know showing the the magic of of these two. Uh, of this budding couple, you know, kind of growing, attached to each other, sharing the interests sharing the interests and ambitions with one another, and then uh, going on this uh, magical journey to to really blossom into, uh, um, you know, I guess into each other in a way. Um, right. But yeah. So so I was I was like okay yeah, I'm I'm along for the ride you know, just just watching, but. It was at the point where Sebastian has already kind of found his "quote-unquote" big break, you know, with his uh, with his new musical group, his band. Uh, with, uh, with, jo- with John, with John Legend, John Legend, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is obviously not John Legend in that movie, but pretty good acting, though, out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for the time he was on screen, for sure. There, there's obviously this divide which is very clearly taking root between them because Sebastian has has found his thing, not. Not to say that this is truly his calling, which, which you know the movie makes very painfully obvious later on, but he has found uh, a measure of success which is orders of magnitude greater than what Mia had, has managed to achieve up to this point. So that divide has become very clear and it all culminates in this riveting scene when they are having dinner. But it starts off actually very sweet, like, you know, Sebastian is, is surprising Mia with a dinner after having supposedly not seen each other for some time because he's been on tour, etc. etc. And Mia right, still kind right, of struggling yeah. to uh, make a name for herself with this uh, project she has on putting a play which is written, directed, and acted by herself only. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, and it is at, during this dinner scene where all of that tension just comes to a head where, where Mia starts accusing Sebastian of. Having abandoned his dream, maybe accuse is a strong word, but um, definitely alluding and trying to push him, you know, to 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 see. To, so she did accuse him. Yeah, but but in but I would also put it in a way like you know she's also trying to help him remember his roots, and and it's very clear because, and and oh, I could I could probably go at length at this scene, but in this scene it's so, the acting is so good from both of them, where Sebastian is is trying to you can just feel. Him try to justify, not to just Mia but himself, and and you can obviously tell that he's trying to deceive himself into thinking that this is what he wants to do now because he's found this success. He 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 doesn't yeah. make eye contact with Mia at all. He's looking down all the time, just trying to talk his way into into this mindset that yes, this is this is kind of what I'm doing now. You know,
0: yeah, this is reality. Yeah. You know, like sometimes dreams
1: don't come true. Exactly, and and, and you can tell yeah. that in his heart of hearts that this is, you know. Maybe not killing him, but this is not truly what he wants to do because you know they've already gone at length prior in the movie about what what they actually want to do, and, and he wants to um, revive this jazz club, and jazz is his true passion, and he's kind of moved into a more modern, contemporary sort of genre with John Legend, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. But the right, yeah. But the yeah, I mean the acting at that point was is just so it was so riveting. I was I was totally captivated by both of them, and then when it it turns back and and Sebastian accuses Mia of hypocrisy, you know, like you know Mia says, "Oh, why do you care so much about what other people think?" I thought you had a dream, and then Sebastian goes, "Oh, what are you talking about? You're an actress," and then it just literally the record cut right there, you know, like (laughs) and actually a record cut (laughs) at that scene, I, I believe. Yeah, and. I don't know, at that point it was just, my mind just went like insane, and yeah, I mean, you really have to watch it because I don't think my my verbal explanation of it will, will do it any justice but but that scene was just absolutely flawed me. It was so intense and the and the passions um between both of them were were so real that i I just had to see what happened after that and and that was very clearly the turning point for me. I mean, you've you've I I've talked a lot about you know my my journey with the movie and I I can go on about how good the ending was as well, but uh... okay
0: yeah so before we go to the ending I suppose I'll tell my experience with the movie so for me it was quite different from you because uh I watched this movie in the cinemas I watched it in the UK and I was and I was I was excited you know like before the movie even came out. Partly because mm. uh, I really enjoyed Whiplash, uh, the director, Damien Chiselle, right. his previous movie. Like, I know, I know I you also, did tell, I also like, loved we, that movie. we both love yeah. Whiplash. And ever since Whiplash came out, I, I've been looking forward to his next movie. So when the trailer came out for La La Land, actually, I, I knew about the movie because, uh, when they announced it. And here's a little trivia for you. Originally, the cast wasn't Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, or, I, I saw uh, this as well. Yeah, originally it was Miles Teller and Emma Watson. But, right uh di- different emma different emma. So, yeah, different emma but yeah so i was really excited uh about this movie i didn't know what it was about at first when i heard la la land i was like oh it's this like some dream world uh kind of mm-hmm. movie uh of course later That's i found out that, by the name yeah entendre right it's the double entendre which is it, it it's both yeah, about yeah, dreams it's LA, right and also yeah la la land <laughs> was, uh, yeah so I was really excited about this movie. you know, i I bought tickets to go watch it in the cinema. I uh, when I was in the UK, I was actually in Canterbury and I, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna right. go to London to go watch this and I, 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 wow. brought, I, brought, I brought a friend and right. uh, so so yeah, I was just in there and then the theater was like quite full, I suppose, you know, about si- similar geeks, movie geeks like me. also similarly excited to watch this movie. And unlike you, I, I knew what to expect from this movie. And then I was just blown away. Like, for you, the opening scene, you like, oh, what's going on? Like, I didn't expect them to just yeah. jump straight in. Right? For me, I loved it because it wasn't trying to hide what it was. The, the movie just, right. you know, straight up first scene. is like, okay, this is a musical movie. Uh, you know, it's not a fantastical music musical movie. It's obviously very realistic. And by the way, just for you uh, movie makers out there, here's a one take just for the first scene right from the go. Yeah. And I thought it was a great way to start the movie. And then, of course, you get introduced to the characters. You get introduced to Mia, the aspiring actress. You get uh, introduced to to Seb. Of course, like the first time they they meet, cute, I guess, is uh, yeah, um, him. Uh, uh, I can't remember him him giving her the finger. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah he her off, right? Yeah. Which and, which was
1: totally justified, by the way. She was just stood stood still on, on yeah, yeah. rush hour reading a script. So, uh,
0: then then of course her her. Like, like I mentioned before, we have the scene where uh, she gives that amazing audition and totally dismissed by the casting director. Yeah. And then you can have uh, Seb who, you know, he's he's obviously very talented, like you said, but he's just spending his time playing piano at uh, a Sin- J- 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 J.K. Simmons <laughs> restaurant. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Who plays um, a totally different character. So yeah, much yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, of, co- of course, then, you know, like they have that they meet at that party. They have that amazing like, dance I, I wouldn't call it an amazing dance number, but it was a charming, very charming yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. It, it was
1: it was very charming.
0: Yeah, shot during magic hour. Again, another one take. Clearly, a lot of chemistry between them. Right. So, in a way, if this was a wasn't a musical, it was just a normal romance movie. It is a very traditional kind of uh, setup, I guess. You know, like boy has a dream, <laughs> girl has a dream. They meet each other they have chemistry and then then this obviously everything goes well, right? Like it's the first part of the relationship. So it's the honeymoon period, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And for me, I suppose what reasons I am so invested besides the amazing musical numbers and and songs, it's also because I I quite relate to Mia and Seth's uh, dreams, right? All their ambitions where Mm -hmm. in the entertainment industry, there's no, it's all about perseverance, but it's also luck, right? Everybody's, Looking for the big break. Like no matter how talented you are. Yes. Like nah. you can't really survive just playing playing for tips in a uh, play in a in a playing restaurant. Playing jingle right? bells. Yeah, playing jingle bell. Yeah. Uh or you know, in the case of Mia, you like, sure. I suppose it, it's nice being a barista in, in in LA, but it's not really something you can it's not really a career you can do to pay rent, right? And there's only so many yeah. rejections you can take as a you know, as an actor. So it's it's something I relate to, you know, as somebody who's worked behind the scenes uh, for, mm-hmm. for movies and and commercials and production in general. I get that. I totally get that. And, and I suppose at the time because I was still in university, I related to it even more. And mm. and then there's that, that scene you sit, you say, right where Seb he's got he's finally got a career, you know he's finally got his break in a way right, where he's he's a successful musician, touring, earning a lot of money. And I suppose it's realistic in a sense because how a lot of relationships go, where there's always a clash between like, uh, yeah. what your goals are as a couple, what your goals are as an individual, and what goals you can realistically achieve as part of life. Mm-hmm. Sure, the only reason he accepted the job in the first place is because he heard Mia trying to convince her mom that he's working on his career. He's not just somebody yeah, who yeah. Plays, in the restaurant, plays a piano in a restaurant. And... You know, she, she like you said, she accuses him saying, you know, hey, you know, like, this isn't what you want to do. Like, why are you not chasing your dreams? He's like, I, I've got money, you know, I'm successful. Like, so what if I did achieve my dreams? At least I've made a career of myself. Like, and I think a lot of us have had that thinking before, which is in a way it might be better to make something of yourself, even though yep. it's not necessarily what you mm-hmm. want, rather than continuously chasing a dream that... In the end, might not even come true,
1: Materialise, yeah. yeah.
0: And of course, they have the argument. Like, yeah. she leaves Uh, the chicken overcooks. I can't remember what he was called cooking, <laughs> but the chicken overcooks, I guess. And then he misses her performance at the place she was organising, and then they break up. So... I suppose after this scene, it's a pretty standard rom-com time skip. and No, it's not. It's not a timescape, right? Because afterwards, uh, Seth receives a phone call from the casting right, director right. who attended her play, and then he's the one who convinces her to go for the audition. And then she has that, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna sing it here. I have a terrible singing voice, <laughs> but amazing uh song where she sings about saved. her yeah her so, aunt yeah. from a stage Sand. actress who, who died from alcoholism. And then after the audition, of course, like he convinces her to devote, continue devoting herself to acting, and then they, and then they profess that they will always love each
1: other. But but before I go into the timescape, if I can add a bit to that, I would I would say that that scene itself, or, or rather that kind of a uh, sequence of transpirations, the that sequence of events, to me was just also a very meaningful one because you know even though both of them, as you as you rightfully mentioned. They, they clearly had a lot of grit and, and Mia in particular was sort of losing her grit uh, after having gone through one too many rejections but throughout that dinner scene where Mia was trying to convince Sepp to pursue his true ambitions and again this, this kind of turns it around where, where Sepp is now the one trying to you know reawaken that, that flame yes. within Mia to, yes. to take this chance again Yes, after good. she was so reluctant to go back
0: yeah I, I never yeah. noticed but yeah now that you say that yeah it's it's really obvious but yes you're right in a way she convinces him that you know his dream is still of opening his own jazz club still worth pursuing and then he convinces her that yes you know you are talented you can make something of yourself you can succeed just yeah. go for this what, what what you know what like what do you have to lose just attend one more audition right and
1: right which which again goes back to I guess one of the overarching themes where, where it's about like like you alluded to before, you know, their their goals or their future as a couple versus their individual futures pursuing their, their respective ambitions. Yeah. And it goes to show that even though they they mutually assent to the idea that you know their futures as a couple just probably as a as a function of pure circumstance is not going to work out right now that they were still that, that they still love each other deeply enough to to still per, motivate each other to pursue their ambitions you know so i mean i i just i guess i i don't really have a, a very eloquent way of putting it but i just think that was was a very beautiful yeah it's, it's, way it's, of a, it's a very it.
0: mature very it's, it's a true reflection of of mm-hmm. life right where sometimes you know like movies always say oh you know it, they always get the girl or like the happy ending is always they achieve their dreams they get the girl the end but what makes it stands out from the rest of those uh typical rom-coms is it's a beautiful ending even though it's not oh. a perfect ending and
1: right. and are we going to talk about that ending though because yes yes in recent memory this ending was even though I I do like Whiplash as a whole more because I just think from start to finish it was it was totally engaging, but the ending for this one for La La Land was was just so insane and such a gut punch to me that, oh I I, I can't think of anything I, any any other ending which has stopped that for me in recent memory at least. Yeah.
0: So okay, so the ending the ending of the movie which I agree with you it's one of the best endings in the movie I've ever seen. It's it's an incredible way to top off the entire journey with experience between these two people and yeah okay so to set the scene uh, five, there's a time skip five year time skip and yeah. you see oh my gosh Emma Stone she's made it she's successful she's rich you know she has a kid and you think okay so where's Seb and then you see oh my gosh she is married to another man
1: well, I named I the person who is not yeah, Seb
0: uh, yeah who yeah, it doesn't matter who he is. He's just not sad. <laughs> I tell you, watching that in the movie in a cinema, the whole audience gasped when they realized oh, that it wasn't. I him. can't imagine. And then of course they they go you know they they go for dinner. They stumble to a Jazz Bar. She noticed the logo that she oh, she once designed. She once designed. And
1: yeah, that moment was like, whoa! She's about uh, to get real for me, you know, at that point.
0: Yeah, and then. They make eye contact with each other from across the room and Seth begins playing the piano and then the whole dream sequence unfolds like that one glance between both of them and the movie just tells us oh okay here you go you wanted a big musical number here's your big musical number here's a whole dream sequence of a what if of what if they had stayed together you know what if their relationship had thrived along with their careers you know mm-hmm. like her going on to Paris to become you know, a, a famous movie actress, him following her, you know, becoming a famous musician, maybe maybe not becoming a, a jazz club owner. Uh, so so in a way, I guess this movie uh, is also more about Mia rather than Seb. But the whole sequence is just about what if they had achieved their dreams, you know, uh, achieved their dreams and uh, successfully continued their relationship.
1: Yeah, and, and, uh, and as I was saying, I mean, I, I think the, as you said, it's, it's very Real in the sense that, if, you know, they they had met each other like maybe uh, a few a few years uh, originally from when they originally met or or even before, or if you know Mia stumbled upon an opportunity which had allowed her to stay in LA and not have to go to Paris, I believe, which which was what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like all of all of that could have feasibly happened. Like that relationship. Yeah. They probably would They obviously they
0: obviously still cared for each other. Right, yeah, they obviously still but have feelings
1: for each other yep yeah, and it was, you know, it was just pure circumstance which caused them to have to part ways and, and pursue their respective ambitions and yeah. and I, it all comes to a hit when during that dream sequence when you can just see what they are currently feeling and seeing in their, in their own minds like what could have happened in yeah. that moment when they exchanged those glances yeah. and by the end of that dream sequence as well, and okay, I I will say that during that dream sequence, the way they kick it off is a master stroke in my opinion. I mean, you ha- you just have to see it to to understand what I'm talking about. But when when Seb gets up from from that piano which which she was playing Jingle Bells song and then like originally yeah. he like just kind of brushes it off, and man, that <laughs> that scene was so explosive to me. When instead in the dream sequence they just embrace and oh. It, it just sets yeah. off this, this.
0: Of course, it, it, it um, ends with them dancing to the stars together. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, and incredible. Throughout the dream sequence, yeah, you can see all the things that could have been, and at the end, which is when I, I just felt like a punch in the gut, as I said before, but when they, they kind of just process all all of those emotions and all of, and all of those thoughts. And then they just finally look up at each other and exchange that final sort of knowing glance. Like, yeah, we, we could have been that, but, but we made it. We made it in our own ways, you know. And, and, they were, and they were both, you know, at peace with it, I guess, in a way. Yeah.
0: And, and I suppose uh, regarding the dream sequence, I do also have to, I mean, I, I do think Damon Chazelle uh, did an amazing job with this whole movie. The script, the direction, the, you know, the cinematography, everything. And it's but for this dream sequence, I do think one of the things that makes it stand out as well, uh, because yes, there's a lot of tributes to old Hollywood uh, musicals, right? Like physical, physical, mm. uh, you know, sets, physicals like in the studio, shot in the studio. Um, I... not no and no obvious visual effects, shall we say? But also, there's modern. Uh, interpretations of, of the musical where you know that for instance like doing the whole dream sequence as a cut to a film reel right of like a family video of like someone recording Mia and their children together right. and, and, and them spending time together and it's just those sorts of um, moments like special moments that, that mm. show how good of a director Damien Chazelle is
1: all, I guess all the way all the way from from the overarching theme down to the execution of the tiny details which, which pick up on it's just overall such a tightly woven work of art, I would say. Yes. Just, just from from zooming out to zooming in, every every part of it is it's kind of a joy to watch, especially towards that end.
0: Yeah, and like I know you mentioned uh the the beginning sequence. Um, how about what they were saying about right? What they were saying about which is uh they're all, you know, in LA they're all trying to achieve their dreams, whether they're acting or singing or musically inclined, mm-hmm. and they're all working hard towards their dream, and they're all like, hey, you know, all of us came from from other towns, maybe small towns, and the opening, I think, suits, suits the movie as well, because yes, these are total changes, just dancing on the roofs of their car, right? But they all have some, it's all about how they have something in common, we all have something in common, which is all of us, in a way, are all trying to achieve our dreams in one way mm-hmm. or another, and it alludes to the overarching theme of the movie, right, which is what it's the cost of achieving your dreams. Like, what do you have to sacrifice to achieve your dreams? In this case, in the case of me and Seb, it was their relationship. You know, they, their relationship was the ultimate sacrifice they had to make to achieve their individual dreams, and and it's heartbreaking. It, but it's also You know, it's it's realistic. And I think what makes it so strong as well is we've all experienced something like this, right? It it might not have been a relationship, but we've all. Like you know, known somebody where you know it was a relative or or, you know a loved one or a or maybe a a childhood friend who, you know, back then you guys were super close. You guys Mm. loved each other, and then you know, due to circumstances out of your control, maybe you guys moved to different schools, maybe you know one of you went overseas. Uh, In the end, there is that inevitable uh, distance that's created. Yeah, parting of ways where you guys are no (laughs) longer close close to one another. And you know maybe even someone you're close to in primary school, uh, maybe when you see them twenty years later, you might have the same thing where you guys acknowledge each each other, but you realize you accept that you're no longer part of each other's lives, and then you just never see each other, you know. And, right. And it's just that that kind of emotion, that kind of mm. relationship. It's something we've all experienced. Like no matter how old you are, okay, maybe if you're if you're really, if you're really young, you would have experienced that. But
1: yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've experienced anything certainly as heavy as what was portrayed in the movie, for sure, which which looks like both a blessing and a curse in in the way that the act. It's coming. It's see. coming.
0: You know, wait, wait ten more yeah. years, <laughs> maybe,
1: but yeah, I think it all really culminates in, in that, that almost wistful acceptance from both parties, from both and yeah, when when they see each other, and. Again, I, I guess I have to go back to my personal preference, but I'm I'm just a sucker for, like those kind of that, that, that when the melancholy there is so palpable, it's it just hits me like a truck, man. Like, I, I guess that's also why I was very much drawn towards the the second half of the movie compared to the first, because the first one is all, all very rosy and like yeah okay you know fun to watch,
0: uh, but the setup you know you was, have to, you have to have the setup yeah to, to yeah to I mean off. it's a
1: necessary part of the puzzle of course but yeah i mean i was really only enraptured when when all of that comes to a hit and it all blows up and yeah i mean i, I think i've talken- talked talked uh, sufficiently at length how much i adore that yeah. that sequence um I, yeah and also
0: also like if you are a movie fan there are a lot of uh, nods and tributes to older movies not just musicals of course you have that you know the you have tributes to uh, uh, Singing in the Rain you know, when, when they are doing the, when Sepp swings around the lamppost, uh, you know, iconic right, part right. of Singing in the Rain. Uh, The movie that they watch together, Rebel Without a Cause, that she goes to leaving her, her boyfriend at, at the restaurant, right? <laughs> yeah. And to go meet Seb. Uh, And then the movie is Rebel Without a Cause, also a very famous movie that took place in L.A., and you know the uh the ending where they're at the the observatory, the LA Observatory, mm-hmm. the Griffith Observatory. Uh it's it's actually a very prominent scene in Rebel Without a Cause as well. So ah. yeah, so if you're a movie fan, uh there are all these tributes as well to classic Hollywood movies, which in a way also makes this film much more special to me.
1: Right. Okay,
0: we've we've gone on and on about how much we love this movie and how much How amazing this movie is But uh, I do think we do have to uh, Touch on A certain I wouldn't say controversial But uh, A certain part of this movie Is that uh, I've come to accept Is that Even though this movie Is so amazing to us uh, Other Mm -hmm. people might find it Quite boring And It's not just One or two people It's quite a number of people I would say uh, Find it very boring And Mm -hmm. I'd like to touch on Uh I'll discuss with you why that might be the case, and uh, for me, I think it all comes down to expectations, right? Uh, we mentioned this about you know the Batman, you know how some mm-hmm. people might think the Batman is boring, and it's not what they expect. And I think a similar thing is in play here with La La Land, which is it's not a conventional musical Hollywood musical yeah, movie, sure. right? It's it's not the Greatest Showman. And if people go in expecting like the Greatest Showman, something fantastical musical sequences which the sequences in The Greatest Showman, they're good. They're very
1: contrived.
0: The Greatest Showman, thanks. They are it feels very contrived and artificial because you know it's it doesn't feel real. It's all quite fake. And and the way it's executed feels very fake as well. And the and the songs right. as well, they're, they're, they're nice songs to hear, you know, they they are quite meaningful behind. But they they're like they pop songs, you know, and, and right. they're, they're, you know, they're con- completely, they feel completely separate from the era they were, the movie set in. And it feels like the movie, the strength of mo- movie lies around its musical sequences rather than the strength of the plot itself. And right. La Land is like the total opposite of that, you know, uh, which is the, the sequences don't feel contrived. They're very realistic in the sense that when they dance and their dance isn't flawless. Because obviously mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, they aren't professional dancers, but it it makes it more realistic because uh, they are just normal people. Just yeah, they're singing and dancing. Sure, it's all part of the 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 movie magic. But at the same time, it feels yeah. like just two ordinary people just dancing. There's no special effects. There's no you know. There's no elephant. There's no like amazing spotlights and 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 yeah yeah and uh. You know, uh, amazing like sling around a rope with on Zach Efron with Zac Efron and Zinder, right? <laughs> it's just it's just two people walking down the road and they start singing and
1: Right. So Yeah. I guess I guess one I by the way, I haven't watched the greatest show, man, which I don't know how many of you will care about that, but yeah. It it definitely sounds to me. That, gonna, I you, mean,
0: you can you can I'm, compare it to high school musical.
1: Right, for high school musical, sure. <laughs> but I guess the idea is that when in a, in a conventional, quote-unquote, conventional musical like The Greatest Showman, I guess the the story takes a backseat or is even contrived in service of, of those spectacular sequences of, of, uh, of music and dance and choreography and etc. which, by the way, is a totally fine uh, reason to enjoy a movie, you know, that, that's fine. But La La Land is, in a way... Uh, well, not the total opposite of that, but it flips it around, in the sense that the the the, the story is the one which takes the the yes the priority. I right? was and, just about to say se- that, and
0: uh, I completely agree with you. Uh,
1: and the sequences are like in service of of forwarding the story instead of the other way around, where. Yes.
0: And I will like, I will, like I will the say muse- the, char- the 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 plot and the characters of La La Land are uh in it for me anyway. Uh, much more relatable because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, as you said, it's a very realistic story. It's a very grounded story. It's a story that could that you know, frankly, could happen to anybody, right? And uh, I relate much more to somebody struggling to balance, uh, like you know, uh, uh, achieving their dreams and and uh, making their relationship work and and trying to survive, you know, make, uh, earning money to survive. I relate to that so much more rather than, you know, Hugh Jackman is a ringmaster who's, you know, trying to build a circus. Zach Efron is like, oh, I'm just a rich guy uh, <laughs> who, who's fallen in love <laughs> with Zendaya. And then you have the bearded lady who's like, oh, you know, I'm a bearded lady, you know, like, we're all freaks, you know, but we should be accepted. You know, this is who I am. You should accept who I am. And, like, those characters, like, the problems they're dealing with, the, the, you know, the, like you said, it's, it's, it's not relatable. I don't relate to any of these people. Like, sure, they, they, we share their common emotions. Like, yes, you know, like, we are, we should love who we are. You know, uh, and and all that, and, and then yes, you know, you should care about your family. You shouldn't be seduced by money and fame, kind of thing. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever, but I don't relate to any of those emotions. You know, I, and I totally agree with you about uh, the, like, if. I I think that, you can put it this way. The if the if you took out all the musical scenes from The Greatest Showman, it is a mediocre movie. It's but, just the showman. <laughs> yes, it's not it's it's not even great, you know, it's just the showman. <laughs> but La Lan, if you took out all the musical scenes from this movie, I would tell you that this would is still an amazing love story. And yes, yes Sure, it wouldn't be as amazing I, I say because obviously we would lose The, <laughs> the, the amazing uh, ending right, The ending dream sequence
1: Yes, yeah But
0: uh, it would still be a great movie And I would still have thoroughly enjoyed it And because the plot of the movie And the characters in this movie And the, the way it's executed It's just It feels like pure cinema Like if Greater Showman It feels like a commercial to me Something like right because like you said, it feels contrived. It's artificial. Maybe more like it, 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 feels, it feels like it feels like it's purposefully yeah. trying to get a certain reaction out of you. Like uh, and it feels like a very basic reaction. Or like oh, you know, we have a song about these people seeing that you know they're they're freaks and, and I guess they should, it's it should be who they are.
1: Vis visceral, all as compared to a more cerebral kind of uh, feeling of um, investment and and payoff towards the end in la la land like. I mean, and and both of them are valid ways to enjoy a, a movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Of course, and I'm just saying like if you go in expecting a uh, uh, the greatest showman, right, and you will, I think you will be disappointed by La La Land because it's
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, you know it. It's just not that kind of movie. It you should. I feel like you should go in expecting a drama, uh, like a really like, yeah. you know, those kind of like Oscar, Oscar, Oscar dramas, and then you will enjoy it a lot better. Which you know, of course, uh, La La Land the the year it was nominated for uh, the Oscars, it got uh, a nominated record time forty nominations at the Academy Awards, and of course it won six categories. So it could, uh, of course, that whole event was marred by by uh, the controversy of the Best Picture announcement, where it was originally announced at La La Land won. Which of course, afterwards, they were like, "Oh, the wrong envelope was passed to them." Actually, Moonlight won. So, uh, 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 I didn't yeah. even know that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, you can go watch. You can go watch the, the clip on YouTube. It's still so funny when they're on stage and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I like to thank you know uh, my mom and dad," you know. <laughs> For, for, you know, La Land winning Best Picture and then somebody runs up and is like, guys, you know, you guys didn't win.
1: Moonlight one." <laughs> <laughs> they just leave Harvey the Oscars. Yeah. Did, I'm not sure which one came first, actually. And but... I
0: think the Steve Harvey one came first. But... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you agree with me, like, like about what whatever I said about uh, comparing uh, people's expected going into La Land expecting uh, yeah, The Greatest yeah, Showman and, I and getting disappointed.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, it's a mixture of expectation and, and personal preference which will determine your enjoyment of the movie. But, and and again, it, of course, it's not a totally fair comparison to say, oh, let's take out all the music from Greatest Showman and all the music from La La Land and see which one's the better movie. And the answer to that question would be the answer to which one is just the better movie. That's obviously yeah. not the case because it's not a fair comparison to do it that way. Yeah, I, yeah. But, but the point still stands that if you enjoy musicals, uh, maybe not just for the visceral uh, awe that, that, that it gives you, and you just see it more as a, as a motif for, for the movie which acts and augments and, and, and serves the overarching theme and plot of Land, which is phenomenal then definitely you will walk away feeling much more satisfied and and heartbroken and and just yes. become a cocktail of emotions it's emotional of-
0: it's emotional this movie is so emotional in in so many ways i didn't realize it could be and yeah
1: yeah uh, but uh, i mean Maybe it's not worth us saying that at this point because we've given so many spoilers already. (laughs) But I uh, mean, mean, if you are listening
0: to this podcast, I would assume you either don't care about spoilers or you've already watched the movie. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's like, I I feel like there are only so many words I can use to describe how amazing La La Land is uh, to me. Obviously, obviously you could watch it and, and obviously you could you know like you won't, you pro- you might not enjoy it as much as i did and i think that's perfectly acceptable uh, you know after all it movies are art uh, and art is subjective you know everybody experiences art differently mm-hmm. that's what makes like you know art so meaningful and so emotional but yeah if I, if you t- came over and told me that you didn't enjoy la la land uh i might just not talk to you for a few days <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's all I can say about that. Uh, so, how do you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, different strokes for different folks. But uh, I guess this this whole episode was more of like just a smattering of our of our respective thoughts about why we both think La La Land is such an amazing, breathtaking experience. And uh, hopefully, if you've already watched it, it gives you a maybe a slightly deeper appreciation for what really went into it. You might have your own thoughts about it as well, about what makes it so good. And and if you didn't enjoy it as much, maybe it, it makes you turn back to, to really consider what the movie was about. And, you know, if it wasn't your cup of tea, fair enough. But if you can... You know, really go back and understand uh, the the themes and the the substance which just goes into La Land, and and accept the movie for 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 that part of its content rather than just the, the motif of it, which is which is that of a musical. Then, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm already happy enough to to I guess shed some light on on the. Amazingness of this movie, and 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 I would have considered my job done if, if that would be the case for you. Mm.
0: Also, this movie is the movie that made me appreciate, uh, the wonderful talent of Emma Stone as an actress. I mean, I I knew I yes, I, I, always oh, I always appreciated Emma Stone. I'd always appreciated Emma Stone, but. Uh, I think this this movie just uh took that appreciation to a, a different level. I saw her in a new, completely new light after watching this Especially movie.
1: Especially the dinner scene.
0: Yeah, the dinner scene. You know, the, the the final song she sings at the audition, the, you know, the whole, uh, dance sequence. Ah, oh, incredible, incredible. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Have you watched the movie? If you have, did you love it? Did you hate it? What do you think about it? Let us know uh, on our Instagram. Uh, so, how, where can people find you?
1: I am on Instagram at, at t.h.tangent.
0: And I am on Instagram at rardewchen. Or you can head over to our official Movies and Rants Instagram page uh, and give it a like, follow us, and. Tell us what you think about it there. All right, uh, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us this episode. I'll see you next week. See ya.
1: Ciao.